Ladies and gentlemen, I live by the ABCs. Adventurous, brave, and creative. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We discuss movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumblings. Those all important movie rumblings. And then we break it all down for our chosen movie of the week. Make sure you stick around for the end of the episode for our weekly recommends. Mr. Brian Gill, this week's chosen movie of the week is... This week we're going to be talking about Ben Stiller's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. We have ahead of us the privilege of publishing the very last issue of Life magazine. Jumping up and down the floor. And for the final issue, we just received negative 25 from Sean O'Connell for the cover. It's 25. It's not there. I know. Happy New Year! Yeah! Hey! It's 2014. Spoken since then. Yeah. It's a new year. It's a new horizon for the Bad About Movies podcast. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. I don't know the rest of the It's song. a new hope. Ah, sure. Ah, there you go. Ken and, I, Ken and I spent the New Year's together. Well, it's good uh, to be back. It's good to be back on the show this year. It's good to have both of you guys back this year. See, so you've made it through New Year's Eve. Richard and I spent it together. It was good. It was fun. It's, a, it's becoming a tradition for us. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can continue that and without, yeah, without Brian. Yeah. Please continue to keep Brian, Brian, what did you do on, on New Year's Eve? How was it for you? It was good. We have a little party that we that we have here at my house. Uh, my, my wife is a is an expert party planner, so uh, we had a little shindig with some friends, and and then everybody left at midnight, and I got to relax, and the baby was staying at my parents' house, so it was a nice nice little night off. Those These are the things you look forward to when you're my age and have a child and all that sort of things. It was... Hey, I can stay up late tonight for myself, not because of a crying child. So, yeah, things to look forward to, guys. Way to bum everybody out, bro. <laughs> no, it was great. It was a, it was a very nice. It was a very nice night. So, not as uh, not as exciting as you guys, I'm sure, but I I can only handle so much excitement. So we're lucky we're living in Dallas that we're not part of this huge uh, freeze that that's been going down. So I'm sure we're. A lot of podcasting has been going on this past week in the uh, upper upper Midwest yeah. areas such as that. So hopefully everyone is staying safe up there. And um, thanks for, for listening to this as you get through this ice ice apocalypse of uh, of 214. We already had the ice apocalypse of 213 here in Dallas <laughs> right. a few weeks ago. That's right. So we know how you feel. And stay safe up there and watch a lot of movies uh, to keep yourself sane. It is frigid everywhere. Everywhere else, it's it's just so cold. It's cold here, but it's nothing like it is. I mean, it's it feels like winter. Brutal. I mean, living in Texas and living in Dallas, especially. I mean, it, we get a week of winter a year, pretty much. Yeah, one week where we're we're legitimately like, man, it's cold out there. But I mean, man, it's been cold for a long time. And I know this yes. isn't a weather podcast. The <laughs> check out Mad About Weather if you want that. <laughs> uh, we actually have more listeners in this show on that matter about yeah, whether it's that's really, a really popular yeah, yeah that's a really good one but uh, no it's i mean it's been crazy it's been a good year but it's most of all it's been a great a great time to catch up on on movies you might have missed uh, in 2013 and so on yes rumors and rumbling that's awesome let the filibustering begin so guys i want to ask you um, we've we've been off for a few weeks. Have you had a chance to check out uh, any movie news, rumors, or rumblings in the past uh, couple days, Brian? Let me ask you first. Uh, no, haven't uh, <laughs> haven't done any of that. I just depend on you, kids. You're going strong. You're going strong. Nine months without bringing anything to the table. <laughs> right. So right. Appreciate in that. In the in the early days of the podcast, I would do my research and you know have four or five things to talk about, and then you would have it, and so you've you've spoiled me. Now I. Uh, you, you've you've ruined me, really, is what it, what it is. I, I don't have to try anymore because you do it all. You're an enabler, Kent. Well, I can start off uh, with a little bit of good news, I guess, guys. Are you talking about pa- Paul Bart Mall Cop 2? <laughs> How did you up. know? Found a director. That nice. is weird, Richard. That is that's that is weird. 
Yeah. There's no other word to describe it. That's, you Can't, read I know. My mind. When you said good news, I knew that was the only thing it could be. That actually wasn't what I was going to mention, but I was going to mention that a little bit later. Now, I was going to file that under the great news section. Actually, right? <laughs> sorry, my fault. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's, um, I understand the mistake. How yeah, mistake look, we all get excited, guys. It's, yeah. you know, it's understandable. So, man, Paul Blart 2. I'm crossing my fingers, Richard, and fill me in on this, and I'm sure the listeners are, are – I mean, if you're in your car, you've probably pulled over at this point. <laughs> right. Um, you're Either a good, in a good way or bad. Is Hopefully Kevin James bad. involved? Yeah, I mean, you can't do it without him. Right. Is there a Paul Blart mall cop That's without true. Paul Blart? You I, shoot, I mean, he you is do an Paul Indiana Blart. Jones movie without Harrison Ford? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you could not. He is Paul Blart, guys. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. when I watch him in that in that movie, mm-hmm. he is Paul Blart to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I I completely forget the fact that I'm watching Kevin James. I, now, I feel like I'm watching Paul Blart. Be, I mean, Kent, make sure you uh, you know save some of this for the Paul Blart podcast we're doing in a little bit. The Blartcast right. that we do weekly. <laughs> the Blartcast, yes. If you just search, world famous, iTunes. right? Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'll be sure and save some of that. But okay, so is Paul Blart? Are there any Paul plot details? Is Paul Blart moved up? Is he now a theme park security guard? I'm hoping or something like that. I bet he falls down. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he falls down at least once. <laughs> go out on a limb and say there are some jokes involving his weight. I uh, can't guarantee that. Uh, there might be um, some fall. Yeah, like Richard said, falling down, some flatulence, maybe. That's what we know we've come to know and love from Kevin James. This is what you asked for, America. You went to see that movie, so now we get another one. Thanks. And by the way, this is not a joke. Paul Blart 2 is really happening. Uh, I know we're famous for sarcasm, but it really is Paul Blart 2. Only question is, what's the tagline going to be? Paul Blart 2, semicolon, Back in business. Yeah, what is it going to be? <laughs> Throw one out, Richard. It's just going to be Paul Blart 2, colon, F you, America. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Uh, <laughs> That's it, right there. Yeah, that yeah. Can you spell uh, that? Paul Blart 2. I see it. Paul Blart 2, colon, dollar signs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Speaking of dollar signs, Adam Sandler is back in the news in the rumblings department. Or actually, this is a movie news issue. This is not a joke as well. I mean, 100% dead honest, dead serious when I say this. The next Adam Sandler movie, I don't know if you've heard about this, Brian, but Richard, you'll like this. It's called The Cobbler. Yeah, I saw this. And uh, Adam Sandler plays a cobbler. A yeah, shoemaker. Is... Yeah, this is supposed to be serious. Yeah, I like serious Sandler. But um, I don't. I don't really think I can take this serious. Can you? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's a... who's, who's can you take Paul? I mean, uh, can you take Adam Sandler as as a cobbler? It stinks uh, that he beat out uh, Daniel Day Lewis, who spent you know years right. actually being a cobbler yeah. for no for now no reason, only to lose to the guy who played Little Nicky. Um, it's Tom. <laughs> It's Tom McCarthy is the director. I'm trying to see what else he's done. I remember this was pretty – people were pretty psyched about it. Uh, let's see what we got I'd like here. to meet those people. If you're one of those people, email us. Mad about movies yeah, podcast. psyched about this movie actually. Yeah. Check, out our, check out our email address. He did The Visitor, and the, which had Richard Jenkins. Yeah, I saw that. that. Um, and that was his first big one. So, I mean, it's supposedly pretty good. People are people – are, Cautiously optimistic. And then he's also in uh, – the Sandman's also in somebody else that's really good. Uh, gosh. Oh, uh, Jason Reitman's next movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So I'm, I'm more, more excited for that one. And then, of course, he directed – or no, he wrote and produced a movie with all of his friends, Andrew Barrymore, that comes out this summer. Because right. we need more it, of them. I think it's based in Hawaii. So just yeah. – I saw the trailer for that. Hey. What's it called? Blended. Uh, I think. Yeah, blended. Something like hey, that. Guys, where do you guys want right. to go? You want to do Hawaii again? All right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. They did They did Hawaii for grown-ups. Who do you want to direct? They're going to do a grown-ups three, I'm sure, in the next oh, the next year, which I can't also, wait for. They also did Hawaii for 
um, Fifty First Dates, and I right. think that one with Jennifer Aniston was in some sort just of just go with it. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's why. So they just, I think Sandler bought in a Hawaii house and just wants to justify using it once a year. Oh yeah, she cool. there for three months. I mean, you can't really hate on him for that. That's true. Uh, so I, I'm I'm going to mark down the cobbler on my <laughs> my most anticipated, and that's non sarcasm. I really am anticipating it now. <laughs> it is just hard to believe that. Uh, I- yeah, I like serious. But are Sandler. people? I mean, we can take it, it serious, and we enjoy serious Sandler. But yeah. are people gonna? You know, is the general no. public gonna see a movie called The Cobbler starring Adam Sandler and be no. able to take it serious? I don't. No. I don't and think we'll so. Get, so we'll get seven more grown-ups. That's that's yep. the deal. Yeah. It's but, people reject his serious roles, and so he says, "Okay, screw you. Here's <laughs> here's what you're gonna yep. get instead. Here's grown-ups and Jack and Jill and all these other horrible movies." It's not so much about a cobbler, though. It's about a guy who can like go into other people's lives or something. It's got kind of a fairy taleish hue to it, from what I remember reading about it. Well, it's like, intriguing. I mean, I'm not going to lie um, and say I don't want Sandler to do to do serious work because I'm not going to see anything that he does otherwise. <laughs> so it's either yeah. he does good stuff that's watchable and I see it. Or he does his normal stuff, and I don't see Adam Sandler movies for the next couple of years like I've been doing. The next so. thing he can do, and I, I think he's just one or two movies away from it, is like – because now his movies are starting to gross a little less. Like I know that's my boy didn't do very well. Right, right. Um, and some other ones is actually go back and do like a Happy Gilmore 2 or yeah. Billy Madison 2. And I'm just waiting on that to happen because you know it will. Has you he know done he any sequels? To... I feel like he has. Mm-hmm. I don't – Grown Ups is the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. Grown Ups 2 is the only one that comes to mind. Well, that one warranted it because I was really about paying it at the end of the Right. Place. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is funny. I, I'm, I am crossing my fingers for The Water Boy 2, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Not Nine Crazy Nights. Yeah, Nine Crazy Nights would be good. You're right. Big Granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> the Granddaddy. Mr. Deeds 2 would be awesome. Yeah. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That one's going to be good. Right. The longest meter. <laughs> I get nice. it. Nice. More of a worldwide appeal on that one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's going international. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Bigger daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm done. I, I enough done. Adam Sandler talk, I guess. Enough puns. Based we'll look on forward to the cobbler uh, this year. It's hard. It's weird to say next year, 2014, when it is 2014. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, man. Crazy. Um, the good news I was going to mention earlier, um, Richard, Brian. Yes. 47 Ronin is, has lost $150 million. Jeez. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, good, good things there, Keanu. Way to go, yeah. buddy. I mean, who could have seen that coming? Yeah. Dude, I – the other day I was, I was working from home in the morning and, and big Stephen Laughlin was, had stayed the night at our house. Really? And, Shock, yeah. Shocker. I know, and he was waking up, and um, and I said, hey, uh, what are you up to today? You want to grab some lunch? And we grab some lunch. I said, what are you up to? I said, he goes, I got the day off. I'm just kind of laying low. I think I'm going to go see a movie. And I said, awesome. There's so much good stuff out. I said, you know, American Hustle is really good if you want to see that. Wolf of Wall Street's great. I gave him like six recommends. Walter Mitty's pretty good, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then he's like, yeah, that sounds good. And he looks at his phone for a minute, looks at the movie time, and he goes, oh, no, I'm going to go see 47 Ronin. And I was like, uh, uh, and he was like no, I heard Keanu Reeves like an awesome martial arts director. And I was like, okay. So uh, how was it? I didn't, I haven't heard yet. I've, you know, he has really good taste and stuff. Yeah. So that's what scared me. But, oh, well, hope you enjoyed it. We made fun of this movie. I I don't know if we made fun of it, but we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and um, we just can't or I I couldn't figure out why a studio would think that people would want to see this. I and, read. I a, mean, it was crystal article. clear. Like no one cared, and like it was it was so obvious from the beginning. From the first trailer, it's like okay, no one's going to see that. That's going to flop. Right. Like I don't see how a studio can just go ahead. I mean, it's I guess they had to release it. Um, right. Yeah, they, they already had, shot it. You know, I, it's like I read an interest. I think Variety had an article about it uh, earlier this week, and basically, it's it's one of those classic Hollywood deals where it's been you know it got greenlit years and years and years ago, and uh, 
by somebody who got fired, you know, pretty close, you know, right after that. Uh, right. But the original script apparently was really cool, and it was sold as basically like Lord of the Rings, but in Japan. And so they got, you know, they got uh, the studio to buy in based on that, and then it underwent so many script changes, and uh, then Keanu got added to it later yeah. on in the process. And then when it was all it was all done, and it was like, well, this, this is going to be okay, we think, and make a little bit of money. Then they decided right as they were about to start shooting, they decided that it needed to go, it needed to be 3d. And so that just skyrocketed the, uh, the cost of, uh, of business for them. And so lots of people have lost their job <laughs> over this one. Cause it's, yeah, as you said, can't massive failure on every but, level. But aside from the fact that they felt it needed to be 3d, there's a time period in there between when they wrapped the movie, shooting it, and when yeah. they decided that it needed to be 3D, where they sat down and watched the movie. Right. At that point, then why, do, why do they think, oh, if, well, if this is 3D, then uh, it's going to be good? I it's think the same it, movie. You know? I think <laughs> they decided to do 3D. What My understanding was they decided to do 3D before they actually started shooting. Like It, it had had a troubled production up to that point. But right as it was going uh, into shooting, they decided, oh, that's when, like, the 3D craze went nuts, and they uh, decided that that's what they needed to do. So, at, not that I'm defending this movie by any means at all, but I don't, it wasn't the post-production switch over to 3D, which is the worst. I think we can all agree. Um, in some but, cases, uh, yeah. Well, you've got uh, – Keanu's going to bounce back with uh, this movie. Man, have, you guys, have you guys heard about Passengers? No. Oh, No. So Passengers is a sci-fi movie starring Keanu and a certain actress, guys. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to wait, wait to reveal it. A, space ca- a spacecraft is transporting thousands of people to a distant colony planet that has a malfunction in one of its sleep chambers. As a result, a single passenger, I'm guessing Keanu, is awakened 90 years before anybody else. <laughs> Faced with the prospect of growing old and dying oh. alone, he eventually decides to wake up a second passenger. Who okay. plays the second passenger? It's a two-person cast. Ooh, Keanu Reeves. Keep in mind, there and... is time involved. Years oh. and time. No, it's Rachel McAdams, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> Rachel, you're better than this. Oh. So basically, it's the plot of, um, what was that Harlan Williams movie? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. It's a yes. serious Rocket Man. For avid listeners of the podcast. I love how you said that that Harlan Williams movie and I automatically knew which one you were talking There's <laughs> only there one. Another? Yeah. I guess there's half baked technically. But... Sure, dumb and dumber for a scene. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh Harland. Where art thou? He's on Corolla tonight or tomorrow. Nice. Believe it or not. Nice. I like Harlan Williams. I, I think that I made on that Twitter. clear. Yeah. Man, Keanu. What the heck? They need Not to just it. bite the bullet and make another Matrix at this point. Ugh. Like, Or Keanu Reeves just needs to go away. I don't like Keanu Reeves. I never yeah. have. I don't think he's even good in the Matrix. I think he's an ex- exceedingly nice person. I think that's why he continues to get work. Everyone yeah. seems to really like I really like that documentary he did. That was yeah. great. That, thank you for that, Keanu. Yeah. But uh, everything... Do more of that. Do more of that. You've, everything you've done since the original Matrix has been pretty up in the air. Um, and pretty much everything before Day that Earth, that's not Bill and Ted. Yeah, Day the Earth Stood Still so. is pretty lame. Constantine. Uh, Constantine was... Uh, I don't mind Constantine. Kind but... of a cult movie, but sure. definitely not um, up to the standards that I would have hoped. Right. Uh, and, it's not, are... and it's not enjoyable because of him. It's the just... The Lake House? Okay. Yeah. What... Yeah, Keanu's career, man. He, I, I, I just don't think he's a good actor. That's just the bottom line. Like that's why he doesn't do good movies is because he's not good. <laughs> and he does Forty Seven Ronin and a Man of Tai Chi because he can speak, uh, in an accent the whole time, or you know, overdub his his audio with Japanese for every audience but America, and and everyone will love him. You know, it's like. Uh, and he's becoming he doesn't care more about more America Asian anymore. Looking. Yeah, yeah, he does. He is. Yeah. We'll have this this last debate before we before we, we talk Walter Mitty. Uh, American Treasure, Harrison Ford. Mm. 
That's, Hasn't that's been the, voted in yet, but the, that's the best nominee. That's why, that's why I'm yet, bringing right? in to the table. I told you I'd be bringing, uh, yeah. bringing more to the table. Yeah. Harrison Ford, American Treasure, yay. Uh, Brian, I'm, I'm going to go controversial here. I might be leaning towards yes on this. Okay, make your case. I mean, 40 years of greatness. Sure. Going on. Uh, sure. Two iconic, iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Awkward but enjoyable as a person, as a celebrity, which is good. Yeah. Sense sure. of humor, and sixty something years old with an earring, <laughs> which true. I just think is kind of ba. And he flies a helicopter. Yeah, and he's like a carpenter, and he <laughs> apparently like literally is just stoned every day of his life. Which I'm not a pothead, but I love old guys that love to just get high. <laughs> Who does? I like that in old guys. I think that's always a funny trait. <laughs> That's why Bill Murray made it into the American Treasure. Yeah. yeah. He's always drunk. So Harrison Ford, yes. American Treasure. I'm going to vote yes, but I'm not, I don't have the entire. Come on, it's Han Solo, Brian. You have... How can you even think you about Harrison this, Brian? Harrison Ford in plastic. Literally, I know you. <laughs> Within three feet of your body right now, there is a plastic cast of Harrison Ford in miniature form. It's it's probably true, sure, yeah. In the, in like a double pack with one of my Chewbacca figures, yeah. so yeah, probably so. But okay, my only my only downgrade on 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 Harrison Ford is I don't think that he's funny. Like he doesn't do comedic roles at all, and I do feel like that's an important part of the American Treasure experience. Gosh, somebody hasn't seen Six Days and Seven Nights. <laughs> Anchorman two. Talk about yeah. sense of humor about uh, oneself. But was he funny in that, or was the movie funny? You know what I mean? Like, is there anything that he did that was funny in that movie? He did that interview with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. That was funny. true. He did the he did do the bit on Kimmel. All right, I'll vote yes. He did. Um, yeah, he yeah, did, he he did was, the Star Wars was, bit on Kimmel. He did he the was um, with Ben Affleck in with in an intimate way. Yeah, that's on true. Kimmel. All right, I'll I'll allow it. This guy was in American Graffiti. How can you even debate whether he's an American treasure? He's a great actor. That's not my point. I but I do feel like the Ender's Game comedy needs to be a big part of what what the uh, criteria is. And also, if you're in a horrible Indiana Jones movie that makes me hate my life, that that doesn't help, honestly. But yeah, okay, I'll I'll go with it. Okay, I would file. I would. How about American Treasure, Shia LaBeouf? Shut up. I would file Kingdom of the Crystal Skull under the sense of humor about oneself. <laughs> oh. And one more, one more name to bring to the table of this debate before we, before we talk uh, Ben Stiller's Walter Mitty, American Treasure, Tom Hanks. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a given. That's I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was already in. Yeah. I'm two for two for 2014. Way to go! So I've I, two people have been inducted this year already. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, so it's, so it's the list here. Let's run run down the list for me real quick. Let's just American refresh. American Treasures: Tom Hanks and Harrison Ford. Yeah. Steve Martin. Uh, Bill Murray. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. John Goodman. John, John Goodman. Goodman. And yeah. then North American Treasures: right. Michael J. Fox and Martin Short. Right. Wow, that's solid. It's a good list. Very solid. And honorable mention or people that were not rejected or n- were not accepted. Kevin Bacon, not American <laughs> Treasure. Right. Oh, yeah. Who else did I bring to the table? I brought one more. I forgot. Uh, I can't remember anymore. We really need to get this list going on the website. We do. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. 
thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, guys, let's move on and let's talk uh, the secret life of Walter Mitty. Hi, how can I help you today? Hi, I can't seem to leave a wink for someone. Okay, uh, I'm looking at your profile. You left a lot of this stuff blank. Well, I haven't really been anywhere noteworthy or mentionable. Have you have you done anything noteworthy, mentionable? I don't know if I should be the one to to spur on the conversation. Um, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate you. Okay. Uh, to start things off. It's been a crazy uh, month of December, and so this wasn't one that we had originally planned on on doing. But Brian, you you brought it to our attention. Uh, you think it's worthy of a show? Uh, so here we are. And uh, so Brian Gill, give us your initial thoughts first, and save specifics for a little bit later. Uh, but give sure. us your initial thoughts on uh, Mitty. Yeah, I, I really liked it, and I, so I thought we might want to talk about. It. But also, we should mention we really wanted to do. Inside Lewin Davis or her or something like that, and we just we couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get out to to see Inside Lewin Davis this week. It's it's still limited release, so um, that that was part of our decision, I think. But um, yeah, I saw it uh, with with my with my wife and some friends, and I I don't know about you guys, but I loved the trailer for this movie. Um, yeah, just completely blew me away. I was really stoked about the film as a whole. And then the reviews kind of started pouring in and, and they weren't um, all that positive. And so I was a little bummed out about that. Uh, so I kind of went in, I guess, with, with lowered expectations, which may have been a good thing. Um, but I, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a, um, it's definitely a, a feel good movie, which I guess that's not always a, I think it's really easy for, especially if you're if you are a uh, a movie critic and you you're going to be watching literally hundreds of movies a year and whatnot. I think the feel good movie is a difficult thing to crack, just because it can, if you're not in the right mindset, it can come across as cheesy or um, insignificant, I guess. But uh, also, like I really enjoyed the movie. I thought Ben Stiller did a really good job of uh, putting the whole thing together. And uh, yeah, I, I had a good I had a good time with it, and uh, it's it's one that it's not going to crack my top ten of the year or anything like that. But um, it's certainly a, a film that I enjoyed, and I I would bet there will be occasion when I'll watch this movie several more times. So sure, um, Ben Stiller um, as a a creative mind. Uh, he's brought a lot of stuff to the table, and so I appreciate him for that. Um, as a director, um, I enjoyed stuff he's done in the past. I feel like he he hasn't broken out of his shell yet as a specifically as a director. Yeah. Um, he is still sort of in training. I think um, he's done worthwhile stuff, um, and they have their merits for for different reasons, like the uh, cable guy. Um. Zoolander and Tropic Thunder are his main main projects, and those are films that, while they were good at the time and people enjoy them, uh, maybe Zoolander just for a uh, cult phenomenon type of reason. But the other three movies, they're sort of just like they come out and that's pretty much it. 
and no one ever really talks about, wow, Ben Stiller is great, you know? Um, sure. And I, 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 it's unfair to him, especially for Tropic Thunder, because um, I think you go back and watch Tropic Thunder and it's way more genius than anyone thinks it is or thought it was at the time. Um, but I don't think Tropic Thunder is, is a great movie at all. Um, I think this, this movie, Mitty, falls into that category. It's, it's, it's Ben Stiller doing Ben Stiller work, and it's good. And, um, but I don't know if this movie is going to push him over that edge. And sure. I, and I, that's, that's what I'm waiting for from him is when is he going to make that movie that makes everybody say, okay, this guy is a legit director because, uh, this movie could have been it and it has elements, uh, to be that. Um, but it ultimately it fails. I think, um, it's, it, it's so ambitious. It's so mm-hmm. ambitious. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. to its detriment. And the trailers were so good that it's to its detriment. Um, because I mean, it's basically like they extended the trailer out for this movie. It's so, I mean, they give so much away in the trailers visually and everything that it's just, um, it's hard for me to go past just the look of the film itself and to, Mm. uh, and to concentrate more on the message of the, of the, of the movie. But, um, I'll go into specifics here, um, in a bit, but I want to hear your thoughts, Richard. Uh, what are your overall um, initial impressions of of Mitty? Yeah, I know. I, I'm. I, I think this is a very good movie. I, uh, you know, I I would argue, Kent, to me at least, and I'm not saying I speak for the masses. And if I did, that we we'd certainly be in quite a bit of trouble. But I I think that um, to me, Tropic Thunder is that movie that kind of like mm-hmm. announced um, Stiller because I think that's like just such a freaking masterpiece. But uh, in this movie, as a director, um, I really didn't have any problem with Stiller. I thought he did a pretty good job. The ambition sometimes and the kind of grandeur of the movie is, uh, is you know, sometimes um, overwhelming. But that's just, I think, it kind of came out of the wrong time of year. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we get to, you know, like you see the grandeur of Ultra Mini and then you see the kind of grandeur of um, the Scorsese movie, uh, Wolf of Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. and you're just kind of like, well, okay, come on. But I mean, to compare a director to Scorsese is is, is unfair. Uh, but I, I think the the movie is actually limited. Um, to argue with you a little bit, and, and not that you really made the counter at this point, but the movie's kind of limited, not so much by by Stiller as a director, but I thought more as an actor. I thought this movie was a good movie. Absolutely, um, that was a great actor away from being a great movie. Yes, and uh, yeah. and if maybe if he had he had picked a more uh, dramatic actor. Um, yeah. I, I I can't think of who that is it, in in written to that actor more. Sure. Um, it it could have been really even better. It it suffered to me for having been written by Ben Stiller, and this is coming from someone who's an enormous uh, Ben Stiller fan. I wanted to be Ben Stiller when I was a kid. I thought I saw all his short films, the Ben Stiller show, and it like blew my my brain away. Um, but uh, I just didn't think he was totally right for Walter Mitty. Uh, uh, and he, I think he was the right director. I thought. It had there were things I had some quarrels with, but for the most part, I think he did a better job than anyone I could think of. Uh, besides, you know, like you know, Christopher Nolan did, you know, Walter Mitty. But uh, but I wish I wish I could think of the actor to choose. But uh, if if he had if they had found that kind of more serious actor, I think it might have been better better served. Yeah, Christian Haydenson probably I'd say. Yeah, or or Hayden Christensen. Either that one what I fun. said? Gosh, you sorry, said guys. Christian Haydenson. <laughs> but I'm, I don't, I'm not familiar with his work, but yeah. <laughs> Good joke, though. Just While yeah, the film was being totally developed, it, Richard, yeah. maybe this yeah. will... Oh, um, I know Jim Carrey and a bunch Jim of... Jim Carrey, Owen Wilson, Mike Myers, and Sasha Baron Cohen were all considered. Yeah. Steve Carell, too, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Carell would have been great. They, they've Carell maybe would have been that guy... Yeah. But I'm trying to think. I'm just still trying to think. To me, it's almost a movie star part, and I'm trying to think of who that fit would be. I don't even think it necessarily is a comic actor. Um, no, I agree with fun. you, and let me make a point to agree with you on that point. Um, ben Stiller is such a iconic act. I mean, it's weird to say iconic with him, but um, he's so known for people like Zoolander. And, you know, White Goodman from Dodgeball and these outrageous, you know, um, comedic uh, characters, like in a way that Will Ferrell is is known for, like Ron Burgundy. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though, like, an actor like Will Ferrell has done, you know, 
worthwhile dramatic stuff like Everything Must Go and some other stuff, um, people just – it's hard for people to take him serious as a serious actor. And while The Secret Life of Walter Mitty has funny moments and it's lighthearted, um, the fact that it's Ben Stiller um, in a lot of the serious moments I think hurts the film. Like uh, I could never really get emotionally get myself involved in the movie enough to feel bad for Ben Stiller really. Um, I don't know. Like, like I say, I don't know if the emotion connects because it's Ben Stiller connecting the emotion and not freaking Michael Fassbender or somebody connecting the. Yeah, you know what maybe I mean? Downey because like, he's got work. You know, he's sure. used to working with Downey or somebody like that is just popped in my brain. Another thing I thought this movie kind of suffered from, and I'm a, again a huge fan, and I feel stupid like critiquing these people that I love and have been a lot of ways here. Is my I thought Kristen Wiig was really flat in this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I'm, I don't know, I, I just, I think this is a little bit of a reach for her. Uh, that oh, an off just, year for Kristen Wiig, by the way. She had yeah. a movie called Girl Most Likely come out mm-hmm. that like yeah. no one knew about. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that. Happened. Yeah, look it up. Uh, so not not good for a year for her coming off SNL. Well, that's okay because she got nominated for an Oscar for Bridesmaids, which I maintain is one of the most ridiculous things of all time. So <laughs> it's true. It was owed to her karmically. I mean, she's a wonderful talent, but I mean, come on. That's true. Well, um, I agree. She was sort of flat in this. Um, I couldn't really tell if the movie took place like in the future or in the past. Like it yeah. had this very like plastic feel to it, which I know mm-hmm. was on purpose. Yeah. But like Adam Scott's beard it alone, like it was a, just a very futuristic beard to me. <laughs> like yeah. I know they were making fun <laughs> of him, but like just every time I saw him, they're like, okay, there's no way this movie's not supposed to take place in like twenty fifty or something. Like it just just that alone felt futuristic to me. Uh it was very blue. Like I don't know, I know yeah. that was on purpose too. Uh but it was so blue, it was too blue for me. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm, if you're a fan of this show, you know that I, cinematography is my number one thing. Bes- direction and cinematography. When I leave a movie, those are the first two things I think about and analyze. Um, cinematography was so like, I don't want to say well done because it's so planned. And, um, and like, like after the script was written for this and like Stiller's like, all right, man, I really need to make this movie look awesome somehow. You know, it's like because maybe he felt somewhere in the script it was lacking. So they needed to make up for that. I think he has a thing for like really pairing these kind of outrage. I mean, like Tropic Thunder is an incredible, you oh. know, war movie in addition to being hilarious. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think that's kind of his thing is he, in at least his last two movies to kind of pair these outrageous visuals with kind of comedy i don't know right so like it was just so much blue but it was like it wasn't like uh janish kaminsky doing blue or roger deakins in a coen brothers movie it was like all right now all the extras you guys need to wear blue too um yeah see that coffee machine in the background it needs to be blue as well it was just too much blue it's almost set design blue yeah yeah. it was so much that it was distracting to me (laughs) um and like it was clever though at the point like where he decides, okay, I'm going to go on this adventure. I'm going to find this last, you know, piece of this, this last picture from this photographer. Um, so he goes out and he flies on the plane, and it's an incredible sequence with Arcade Fire's wake up yep. when he goes on the actual adventure. Um, and the way, like, very Wes Anderson-y. I can tell he took a lot of like cues from Wes Anderson, like with like the plane flying over the ocean. Yeah. From the aerial view of that, reminded me of Wes Anderson. Uh, the visual style of this movie is is awesome, though. Ben Stiller did do a good job. It's just so much visual style. <laughs> yeah. It's like this isn't a science fiction movie, really. This is a drama, you know, and it's uh, too stylized to become – for people to think about it anything more than that. But, no, when he goes on the plane, he gets to Greenland, and he goes to rent the car, and the guy – at the car rental place, you know, the Indian guy goes like, uh, we have the red one and the blue one. And he looks and he goes, oh, the red one. So to me, that was like, oh, now the first half of the movie was blue. And now since he's chosen red, 
the second half of his life is going to be full of color and it's going to be this huge metaphor, you know, and um, I was wrong. Uh, everything was <laughs> blue, blue after that. <laughs> yeah. uh, the helicopter he was flying on was blue. The boat he went to get on uh, was blue. Uh, the ocean was blue. Like there's, there's, it was just blue, blue, well, okay, blue, 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 The yeah. ocean is. Well, you can do green ocean. <laughs> you can choose things when you're a director. But I mean, it's just so much um, attention to style, very little attention to uh, storyline. Uh, wasn't too. Um, like I said, I just didn't care about. Like it wasn't an adventure to me most of the time. It wasn't like. Uh, there was so much like with the trailers, there's so much ambition and, and like all these inspirational phrases being thrown at you. And I just didn't feel inspired by it. And that's nothing against uh, Mr. Stiller because he did all he could with this, but it's just, um, just, just the way it turned out. So um, I know I've been talking for about 30 minutes, but Brian, I know you got a response. So what, what's up, man, you guys pay way more attention to color than I do. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, you're you're probably totally right. I I honestly don't know that I even noticed it. But I don't you know I don't watch film that way. You're a different kind of um, uh, critic than I am. Can't um, yeah. But but that's totally good. Um, well, I am an yeah. artist. I mean that is what I that's what I pay attention sure, to. Sure, the, yeah, the look and style and yeah. That's I mean that's that's why I'm glad we have you on the show because you're definitely more into the storylines, the character development. And yeah, I'm glad you can bring that to the table. So, what oh, is your I counterpoint to, to my? Um, you bring <laughs> you bring Richard Barden to the table. That's what yeah. you bring. It's all it's all we require you. What are you, what do you think about the emotional um, depth of this film? So, I mean, I, where 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 did you find it enjoyable? Um, so, I think as far as the emotions go, I think you're right. I wasn't uh, I wasn't as invested in in. In a, in this emotionally as I I kind of expected to I mean I'm a big I'm you know, I'm I'm kind of a big baby when it comes to this this type of movie and I I'll get invested pretty pretty easily I don't think I was there emotionally but um, I think that it, part of that is because this seemed to me like a very personal film and maybe it came maybe it, it came across to audiences. Um, differently than it did to Stiller himself. I think, I think he is very connected to this film. And so I, I appreciated that even if um, it wasn't something that hit me right in the, you know, in the emotional core, the way a movie like the way, way back did, or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was, but I, I certainly enjoyed, it felt personal enough that I enjoyed watching it. And I, I, um, I was along for the ride, even if I wasn't just dying to know if it, how it was going to turn out. There's a lot of nostalgia to this film. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, using, using film instead of, uh, instead of digital and time magazine or life magazine and, and all that sort of stuff, which I really, I dig that. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I've said many times before, I'll be the last person. I think Richard and I will be the, the two last people in a bookstore. Um, we're very, you know, I love, I love books. I love CDs. I mean, I still, I still buy CDs. I don't buy everything, you know, digital. And um, anyway, I, I, I kind of hold on to that sort of nostalgic value of things. Uh, and I definitely think that's a big part of what's, what's happening within the film. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it, it it's striving to be more than it is. I 100% agree with that. I think it's, even Stiller knew that when he agreed to make it. Yeah. Like I he mean, could look, never make it what it truly is sure. meant to be. Yeah. So and he, I don't, yeah. I don't think he could ever kind of going along with what I, what I was saying a second ago. I don't think he could ever quite get to the point where he had a movie that the viewer was going to care about as much as he does. Um, but I, you know, I was talking, Richard and I were talking about this for just a short period of time last week. Um, well, before we were playing basketball or something, but I, look, I'll take a movie that has ambition and strives for something, uh, like, like to become a great movie or to become a, an incredibly, um, emotionally resonant or to make the movie emotionally resonate or whatever. I'll take a movie that strives for something like that 
and fails any day over a movie that uh, just tries to hit the surface level of whatever it's it's going for and doesn't doesn't have any ambition to go out and do something. Um, I definitely think that th- that movie, this movie, has that in spades. It's trying to do something, whether it succeeds or not. Uh, you know, is probably not honestly, but I, I I applaud the the effort. I love the cinematography. I thought it was very well shot, and I. I love how many different locations they used and that everything, it, it very much felt like there's a timelessness to this movie a little bit. And I think that goes into play, Kent, with what you said a minute ago about, uh, you know, was this supposed to be now or in the future or 20 or 30, 50 years ago? I think there's a, I think that's very purposeful. Um, and I, I actually really liked that about the movie. So, yeah. um, Look, it, it's not a great movie. I think it wants to be a great movie, and it can't quite get there. Um, but I didn't. There was very little that bothered me about it. It just doesn't quite hit its perfect stride that maybe maybe it could have. I think you guys were both right about Stiller. I don't know that he was the right person to be uh, the lead in this. But again, it's it's a it's clearly a very personal thing to him. So I you know I understand obviously why he why he did it and and Kristen Wiig too. I thought Kristen Wiig, I thought Kristen Wiig herself was fine in the movie. I did not think that she had a character that was the whole point of her character was to sing uh, Space Oddity as he gets on a uh, right <laughs> helicopter. Right. I, I think in in a different with in the hands of a different director perhaps or. Uh, maybe in a, a slightly more, a slightly better script or screenplay writer, you might have had a stronger connection between her and the rest of the story as far as her like waking him up to the rest of the world and stuff. I think that's what was going for, but maybe didn't quite get there. Um, you know. So, but anyway, I. But I thought uh, so. I, th- I thought the direction was strong. But I, like I said, I really love the way it's shot. I like the adventure that that we go on uh, throughout the movie, even if it's not perfect. And uh, dude, Sean Penn is so good. When yeah, he cares he's he's about what he's doing. When I mean, he came along, like when he started gosh. acting, I was like, finally, we're getting some freaking drama in this movie. He's so he so good, good, yeah. and he's only in the movie for like five minutes. But yeah, I couldn't wait to. Like, he was he's awesome. I love he's Sean Penn. So great when he cares about what he's doing. Oh my gosh, he's so, he's just. He's one of the best actors, and I mean, oh, yeah. I, I love what he's doing, and it just seems like we so rarely get him because yes. he's such a yeah. I mean, because he's yeah, such no. kind of a jerk and and very um, moody, I would say, and and just kind of does things the way he wants to do them, and only when he when he does want to do them. Look, if I want to um, make Gangster Squad, I'm going to make Gangster Squad. Right, exactly, exactly. But when he is invested, my gosh, there are a few that are that are any better than he is. I mean, he's just. He was outstanding in this. If he would have been in the movie for even ten more minutes, I think it would have jumped a full grade. I mean, it's I wish he would have been Walter so good. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good way to, to uh, think about it. But yeah, um, man, uh, so so good. Anyway, uh, I liked it. I think I probably liked it a little bit more than both of you. It it didn't uh, it didn't heal all my wounds the way that uh, that way that the way way back did, and uh, it. But it it really tried to get to something more than than what it is, and I I respect that. I respect the the effort for sure. Yeah, I agree with you that it's well shot. But this might be the only time that I say this on the show, and might be the only case that I can think of where this is, in fact, true. It's too well shot. <laughs> this movie looks too good. Yeah. Like um, it, it's not believable to me. It just um. It took me out of it. Like um, the half the half the um, struggle with cinematography is making it look so good that you don't even notice that how good the cinematography was. You know, like uh, No Country for Old Men or something, or like a movie like Skyfall. You're like, wow, it was so good. It blended right into what they were doing there. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I think um, the Academy will agree with me on this one. I don't think it'll get any awards or nominations in that in that aspect, but you know, who knows? We'll have to see. Um, there were, um, some cool little cameos in this. I enjoyed Pat Oswalt for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Always good to see him. Um, 
He comes up in my weekly recommend later. Oh, cool. Nice little teaser. Um, there were some other issues, or there was um, – and uh, what freaking planet would a kid trade a longboard for a Stretch <laughs> yeah. Armstrong? Yeah, that was – I didn't understand that. Oh, but we can tie our sister up with it. Oh, yeah. you can't do that with rope or something, little kid? Good grief. Um, there – I don't understand how his phone was charged like the entire time he was on this journey. He was like in the ocean, and then he was on his phone. The next scene, I don't know how his phone didn't get destroyed by the shark in the ocean. Uh, so that logic didn't make much, much sense to me. I don't know how there was a Papa John's in the middle of Iceland, uh, but I guess there is. So if we ever go to Iceland, look forward to look forward to eating Papa John's. Um, but there were yeah, there were just a couple of moments that that took me out of it. Like whenever he's talking to his, I guess coworker. Ben Stiller is, and his coworkers like, "Oh, that photographer! Oh, he showed me so much stuff on my Instagram." I was like, "Why do you need to throw Instagram name drop that in this movie? Like, there's no way in two or three years that that's going to be a. Fu- it wasn't even funny. Like, if you're going to make a funny reference about like Instagram or Facebook, like I understand that, but they just threw out Instagram uh, in this movie for for no reason. I just don't. It's not a decision I would have made as a if I was directing um, the movie. Didn't 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 need it at all. Um, but yeah. overall, I mean, there's um, this. I could not be more split down the middle on this. It's ironic because I I left. I knew this movie wasn't doing very well um, with critics, and I, I left and 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 went online and looked at the score, and it was literally fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> very fitting. It's. That's how I feel about it. Um, I could recommend this to somebody, and I could also tell somebody not to see this movie. <laughs> so um, it's not the worst movie I've seen this year. It's not going to make my worst of the year. It's not going to make my best. Um, it was This movie just exists to me. Um, <laughs> I will see it again probably when it comes out, probably Blu-ray. It would probably be pretty cool on Blu-ray because um, the um, – it has made money, it. which is good. It's made a lot of money overseas. Has it? So okay, yeah. yeah it costs ninety mil to make. It's made only made forty five domestically, but it made another sixty eight overseas. So yeah, yeah. There were people it's in good. my theater, and people seemed um, psyched on it. And you know, this I could wish worse upon Ben Stiller, that's for sure. And I don't think this is going to hurt his career at all or anything. But you know, I long for the day where we, where you know, Ben Stiller is an Oscar nominated director. Yeah, and yeah. A, a best picture um, nominated film. Well, now that he's done kind of two big things, um, yeah. it'd be interesting to see him go back to like Reality Bites, which was his sure. first directorial uh, piece, and and see what he did with something a little smaller, and uh, you know maybe character study of some kind. I, I will say, uh, you know, talk about kind of over the top and and wonderful. Um, this movie is produced by Gore Verbinski. Um, was supposed to be directed by him, but he dropped out to do the Lone Ranger. Thank God. Yeah. So and so, but I mean, two. I mean, just I mean, you. You have to understand. I mean, when you have a chance to work on a masterpiece. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. I like the Lone Ranger. We don't make enough Lone Ranger jokes. We make a lot of no. now you see me jokes, but we have an episode coming out in a few weeks. We're gonna be talking worst and best of the year, and I have a feeling yeah. that'll become up. Oh, that combo. let me tell you, it, it will. <laughs> rest, rest assured, dear listener, it will come up. Sure. That's you be guys good. know how many times I saw, like, I've been, I've looked at a ton of best of and worst of lists, and Lone Ranger has been on more best of lists than worst of. Like, I, I have unfollowed critics because of this. This is, uh, it's an unforgivable sin, in my opinion. You know, That's Tarantino it. named it I, top 10 of the year. Yeah, too. but he's crazy. That doesn't. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's a little weird. Um, any thoughts? Other thoughts on Secret Life of Walter Walter Mitty before we move on? I, I would put out there just just in Ed's counter to uh, to your complaints, Kent, which are totally valid, one hundred percent valid on like all the you know the phone and Papa John's and stuff like that. Didn't bother me in the slightest. Like it, I didn't even, I really didn't even notice most of the things in. Um, so there, there, there is certainly two sides to, uh, to that. Everybody that I saw with really enjoyed it and I'm, I'm, I'm on board and it's one of those strange ones where it's like the more we've talked about it and the more like, especially Kit, you, you have been not 
so much in favor of it. Like it's made me. I'm not like, against it. I, I know mean, it's I my job I'm, to point out why oh, totally, I like it and don't totally, like totally, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just saying it has made me honestly like more. My heels are dug in more on. Okay, I really actually like this movie. I don't know. This is a strange phenomenon. So anyway, yeah, I, I think I, that's, I'm, that's what not, it's meant to be. It's meant to be polarizing. Sure. You know, it's um, it's a great family film. I will say that. Yeah, totally. And it's one that I would be proud to take my family to see. Yeah. It's inspirational right for, you know... Um, <laughs> right for, after what, Brian? Wolf of Wall Street. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome. That, if you, could, if you can still look at your family in the face after seeing <laughs> yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. I, I watched this first and then Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, like, see, you right should have done it the other way around and cleansed your... Cleansed your <laughs> decadence yeah. palette. So, yeah. I will... Um, I will stand firm in my belief that this is one of the best trailers of the year for sure. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Man of Steel trailer number three and um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty teaser number one was wow. Some amazing stuff. Well, I would put Wolf of Wall Street number two. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The yeah. Kanye one? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Please use that in every trailer, Hollywood. <laughs> trailer. They probably Just will. Don't Kanye worry. Song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Any other things, guys, before we. Do we go? No, we got. Uh, Want to do grades? Yeah, grades. I'm gonna give this a. Oh shoot. Uh, a what would a fifty-fifty be? B minus. Sure. Okay, B minus. Right. I'm, I'm gonna go with a B plus. Cool. I will go with uh, A minus. Okay. Cool. Well, maybe we'll talk about this come later later in the year. Uh, you never know. Maybe. Maybe. All right. All right, guys. Well, let's move on and let's uh, let's see weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. All right, Richard, you teased earlier. What's Ooh. your Patton Oswalt-related recommend? All right, I think, uh, Kent, you've recommended this before. Or maybe it was you, Brian. I, I don't know. Maybe it was even me. I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but the new season started. Kent, I know you sent the text over of the comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. And the first episode's Lucy K and, and uh, the Patton Oswald episode comes out Thursday, uh, this Thursday. Uh, so if if you haven't checked out the show, it gets better every year. Um, Seinfeld's a pretty good interviewer, and he's just it's just fun to see. It really feels like you're hanging out with these guys for 11 minutes, um, and it's shot incredibly well, and it makes you just want to just down some like americanos or something. Uh, but uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, Jerry Seinfeld couldn't recommend it high enough. The Louis C.K. one was awesome. Yeah, on the boat? He did it like a... It was the first one that they had done like a... It was 25 or 6 minutes. It was like yeah. a full TV episode. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and Louis like has a boat that he drives around um, the East yeah. River. <laughs> and he's just like a full-on um, captain of a boat. And he's just driving <laughs> it around with Jerry. And he has a, he has a great little rant about... Um, Smoking green and going to watch IMAX movie. <laughs> yeah. He said he, he lives for um, he lives for the countdown in the IMAX theater, <laughs> <laughs> the, the five four three two one countdown. So man, yeah, I agree with you, Richard. Very funny stuff. Um, hopefully Great. they still do, still do that. Well, yeah, Richard, got, what yes, were you say? Sorry. They got Great, the, uh, man. It's perfect. It, They've got the Acura sponsorship, so that's always good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My week recommend actually has to do with Mr. Jerry Seinfeld, Richard. That's weird that that Comedians in Cars getting coffee was yours. Uh, so like you, Richard, I did watch the Louis, the Louis episode last week. Uh-huh. And um, I had remembered that Jerry had been on Howard Stern this past summer. Oh, yeah. And he hasn't been on Howard Stern. He's only been on a few times in his yeah. life. Um, so he was on for a full uh, show length. I think it was an hour and a half. Uh, it was just Jerry and Howard talking for an hour and a half. Um, uh, and I'll put the YouTube link on, on madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Just click Week Recommends um, to this video. But you can go back and watch the interview. And it's literally them talking for an hour and a half. And Howard Stern, I mean, love him or hate him. Great interview. A lot of people hate him. One of the great. best, probably the best interviewer of all time. Absolutely agree. And I'm not he a listener. He asks all the best questions. Yep. Everything I wanted to know as a Seinfeld fan, he asked, how did you come up with the show? How much money did you, all, I mean, all the above he asks. And the, it's, I was smiling literally ear to ear for an yes. hour and a half watching this. I mean, a it's, lot of the, 
It makes you Go laugh, ahead. cry. It just you remember the show. You're texting friends about, hey, you need to watch this. Oh man, it was just um, such. A, it was the highlight of my week watching um, watching them I, two talk. So I listen to the Stern celebrity interviews all the time, and I'm not like a Stern listener. I yeah. don't listen unless yeah. there's a celebrity on there. Um, when I work, and I, I tell you, if, if you took a WTF style podcast or any of those kind of one-on-one nerdist or anything, and you subbed out Howard Stern for any of those guys, uh, Hardwick, Mark Maroney, those guys, and, yeah. and I respect those guys a great deal. They're good interviews. It would be the greatest podcast of all time. Like Howard Stern is the greatest celebrity interviewer ever because he'll ask anything. He makes them laugh. He, you actually feel like you really get to know their routine and their days in and out. I couldn't, Brian. If you've never watched one of those on YouTube, they're like an hour long. They are fabulous. Yeah, I watched one. In, I watched one this past summer. He did. Jonah Hill was in there. Yes, and it was post. It was post Moneyball. It was like, um, yep. It was the best Jonah Hill interview I've ever heard. He did James yep. Franco too. Seth Rogen was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Baldwin. There's a lot of good. Baldwin Michael Sarah. Yeah, it's just. Anyone you can think of that's been um, in the news in the past couple of years, he's they've done Stern, and he doesn't get really inappropriate either. And no, it's, it's not like I mean, you can just totally watch different. those, and it's not like the normal Stern shtick. I mean, he he does a good job interviewing these people um, seriously. So I'll throw it up on MadAboutMoviesPodcast dot com. Check awesome, it out. Um, Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern one on one interview. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, so check that out. Um, Brian Gill, we can recommend. Well, my weekly recommend also applies to Jerry. No, I'm just kidding. I couldn't. I tried to come up with the Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> one, but I just couldn't. Uh, B movie. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, my weekly recommend this week is a TV show that's been on for this is its fifth season, um, and I just watched the. It just started again last week, and I watched the first two episodes, and I'm, I'm in love with it again. Uh, Community. I think Richard has been in on this show at some point or another. Um, Kent, I don't know if you've ever watched it before, but I've uh, seen probably half a dozen to a dozen episodes. Okay, so yeah, you, uh, I would love for you to give it a shot and uh, and see what it's what they're doing. It's such an interesting show. The 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 comedy is so high concept most of the time. Um, occasionally, the episodes fall flat because they're just trying so hard to do something really different and cool. Um, but more often than not, they succeed. The cast is fantastic. The the comedy writers that they have for the show are are really honestly. I think Parks and Recreation is is the is certainly my favorite sitcom on television these days, and and I think is the best. This has Community when it's at its its best and it's mm-hmm. it's back to form now. I think has the funniest group of writers on television. I mean, they do ridiculous things that uh, you just don't catch very often on a sitcom. Anyway, if you're if you've fallen off the show because season four they fired the showrunner Dan Harmon and uh, the whole season was kind of a disaster. I don't know how NBC brought it back. I guess because they just can't get anything else to take its place. Uh, but they they put two episodes on last week. On it comes on on Thursday nights on NBC at seven o'clock uh, Central Time. They put two episodes on last week and they were the first two episodes of this fifth season. They rehired re- Dan Harmon and they were fantastic. I just. I died laughing the whole time. I mean, it was, it was a, I was giddy almost watching the second episode. It's such a funny concept. Uh, the stuff that they're, they're doing, they're very self-aware too. Um, and I don't think any man, there are very few shows that, that understand their characters, uh, better than community does. Um, for example, Richard and I've talked about this many times that, the first like six or eight episodes of the whole show are of, of season one are are not very good, um, and it's because they started out thinking that Chevy Chase and Joel McHale were going to be their cash cows, but at some point in the first season they realized who is actually funny on the show and who who should be the the lead characters and, they and most stick- importantly who's actually hot on the show. Right, right, yeah. Once they figured out that Allison Brie is incredibly attractive and that. Uh, Troy and Abed are, are hilarious. They kind of flipped the script and uh, showed a great, I think, a great understanding of of who their characters are. Um, and the show's taken off since then. So anyway, it, it's back. It's it's maybe even better than ever. Um, and and I wish they were on iTunes. It's like, like, like or, like or Netflix. Go ahead. <laughs> like Say what? Back and better than ever, like Mike and Mike. 
Yeah, there you go. Oh, gosh, thanks for just <laughs> ruining uh, everything. I wish so bad that they were on Netflix. I wish that uh, you guys could catch like up that way, but you can't. Um, you're just going to have to seek them out on DVD or whatever. But uh, Community is really good, and, and you could probably just start watching Season 4 this week and enjoy it. So that's uh, that's my recommend for the week. Well, if Chevy Chase isn't involved, I'm out. Uh, but he's gone now. So and and they. I did know exactly. Cool. That's why I'm not going to watch anymore. They did a great <laughs> bit with that. <laughs> All I right, cool. Brian, I watched like the first ten minutes of the first one. I got caught up, so I'll, I will. Uh, I'll hammer those out in the next couple of days and uh, yeah, give you the We need to talk about them. They're, I mean, it's right back to where it was at in season three when it six when seasons it in a movie. Off. Six seasons in a movie, man. We're so close. Cool. Well, um, anything else you guys want to mention for about um, about MIDI before we uh, wrap it up for today? No. Cool. It's been good. It's been a good first first week of, of 2014, guys. We made it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We made it. Uh, Brian Gill, let me ask you this. Where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12. You can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barton. Kent, where might I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison or find our show on the internet at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all our episodes, weekly recommends, contact the show on there, and uh, be sure and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And on that note, until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye.